0: Well, greetings, family. Greetings to the Potter's House family and to our extended family all over South Africa and the rest of the world. We are so excited tonight to have you all join in with us. This Welcome to our virtual anniversary service. And uh, we are so blessed to have uh, Dr. Fuller with us tonight all the way from Macedonia uh, Baptist Church. Uh, uh, no, M- Macedonia Church of Augusta. Uh, Sorry, I, I, I'm yeah. referring to the old name. But uh, <laughs> so right. we're so blessed. We, uh, he's, uh, he's not any stranger to the Portis family. And uh, so we want to say a big welcome to him today. Uh, we thank God for the work that he is doing uh, in Augusta, Georgia, in the States, and also around. And And greetings to the church family from Amen. Macedonia and greetings to uh, the other ministries that is under your covering. Uh, Doctor Fuller is also uh, the presiding prelate over the, the the ministry and has other ministries that, that that have spiritual covering under him. So we're so blessed to have you, sir. This uh, taking the time out to share with us now. I know it's midday for you, uh, yeah. for us it's, uh, it's seven <laughs> o'clock in the evening, but. Uh, We're excited that, you know, even through the medium of media, we can connect. We can still get the work. You you have been a constant uh, supporter and and ministering at our anniversary services for the many years. Uh, I I think it's over 16 years now. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I just... I'm, looking for, you know, I, I was, I'm always looking forward to being there, and since I can't be there uh, physically, praise God, God has provided a means for us to connect, and I can still share in this anniversary celebration this way.
0: Yes, uh, and, and, and we are always honored by the word. I still remember the sermon you spoke last year in mm-hmm. uh, to us, Give Me Springs. Exactly. And uh, that is a word that that has resonated with us as a ministry, thank and you. has helped shape some of the decisions that we have made, even in moving forward. So we thank God for the gift of God and the grace of God that is in your life. Thank God. I thank God for the friendship that Amen. that we have. Uh, it's been it's been long. It's been good journey. We've journeyed through different seasons. Through many. And, uh, Poles and snares. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally many storms and floods. <laughs> Let's leave that alone. <laughs> so so we're blessed to have you tonight. So Dr. Fuller, uh, we're just waiting to hear the word that God has placed on your heart. So over to you, sir. Bless us as the, the Lord leads.
1: Pastor Gerald, thank you, man. Again, thank you for the invitation, for allowing me to share in this way. Uh, you know, the scripture says that um, that uh, even the shadow of Peter, when Peter people were sick, they would get in his shadow, and by that shadow, they would be healed. Uh, Peter didn't necessarily have to touch them. He didn't necessarily have to even acknowledge them, but just his shadow. And I'm praying that this week, and, and as you've been bringing forth this word in season, we've been blessed here by those words that have been coming from the other ministers, but I pray that this week, as the church celebrates, Potter's House celebrates this uh, 20th year anniversary, that we're we are not able to be there physically, but the shadow of what we present uh, on this week—not just myself, but all of the presenters—will will cause healing and growth and development, and um, uh, from uh, for all the Potter's House Ministry persons, but also persons who are connecting um, and and logging in as, w- as well. So I pray that the shadow again brings healing, brings growth, brings development. Praise God. Again, thank, thank you, you man. Thank you for the invitation, Potter's House. Again, happy anniversary. 20th year anniversary again. I I so look forward to being there and uh, uh, thank you for just allowing me to share with you in this capacity. I'm not going to keep you. I know it's kind of late there. Well, seven o'clock thereafter, late there, uh, midday here, as Pastor Gerald said, um, and I, I'm not going to try to keep you very long. But there's a word that I want to share with you that um, I've been praying. I've been praying since um, we've gone into this COVID. Uh, uh, you know isolation, lockdown, since March, actually. Uh, I I would not say I've been praying it every day, but almost every day I pray this. And I want to leave this with you. And today I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my home because I want to really just teach this. And it's a prayer that I think that every child of God needs to pray. The prayer is, I want us to pray for the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Let me say it again. Pray for the spirit of the sons of Issachar. I want to. I'll explain uh, what I mean. Uh, I want to us to go, go to this scripture. First um, Chronicles chapter twelve is where we're going to be dealing with. And our anchor scripture is going to be verse thirty-two. But for context's sake, I want to read First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse twenty-three. All right, First Chronicles twelve twenty-three, and then we're going to go down to verse thirty-two. The scripture says twelve twenty-three. Now these were the numbers of the divisions that were equipped for war, and came to David in Hebron to turn over the kingdom of Saul to him, according to the word of the Lord. And then verse 32, it says, of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. I'm going to read that again. 12, First Chronicles 12, 32. Of the sons of Issachar, listen to what it says about them, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. Again, the prayer that I want you to pray, that I want all of us to be praying at this time, is pray that God gives us the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Let me explain. Uh, just looking at putting the scripture in context, First Chronicles chapter 12 gives us the account of, of those who made up David's army, but also his counselor. The scripture says that we ought to surround ourselves with wise counsel. And so David did that. He was a wise leader, wise king, wise military leader. But he also he also acknowledged that he needed counselors uh, to be a part of his, his team as well. And so uh, verses 1 through 22 tells us of those who came to David while he was a fugitive. 1 Chronicles chapter uh, 12 verse 1 through 22 tells us those who came to David while he was a fugitive. They made up his military band and his counselors. But now verses 23 uh, to the end tells us of those who came to David uh, after he, after Saul had been uh, had, had died, after Saul had died. Again, 1 through 22 tells us of David, uh, those who came to him while he was a fugitive running from Saul. But verses 23 and the following tells us those who came to David after the death of Saul, while he was in Hebron, to make David king. And of those who came, the scripture says there were the sons of Issachar. Issachar was the fifth son of Leah and the sixth son of Jacob. And he's one of the sons of Jacob, uh, uh, and and all of his children are, are that when the scripture says of the sons of Issachar, it's talking about the descendants. From Issachar, Uh, uh, his name, the name Issachar actually means wages, Uh, but the the descendants of the sons of Issachar, watch this now, had an anointing on their lives. There was anointing on them. They had an anointing to understand, as the scripture says, the times. I'm going to break that down. Stay with me here. Understand, had an anointing to understand the times and what Israel ought to do. In other words, they had an an anointing to understand what season the nation was in and to know what to do in those seasons. I want you to pray for for the spirit of the sons of Issachar. They had an anointing to know what season, and we're not talking about uh, 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 natural seasons. Pastor Gerald just talked about the fact that it's cold there. Cold there. Uh, it's 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 kind of cool here. Kind of uh, a few weeks ago, it was you know about a month or so ago, it was hot. But but we're not talking about the natural seasons. The sons of Issachar had an anointing on their lives to understand the season, the spiritual seasons, the the, the season that the nation was in, to know what Israel should be doing and not doing in that season. We need to pray that God gives us the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Let me deal with seasons. We know uh, Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Solomon says this, to everything there is a season, a time, a, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain. And there is a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to to, to tear, to gather in, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, some people need to learn that one, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time of war, and a time of peace. Solomon lets us know, to everything, there is a season. The sons of Issachar had an anointing on their lives to know what season Israel was in, and what to do in that time of that season. Let me let me define anointing now. So just in case somebody doesn't understand what I mean by anointing. I, I teach uh, Macedonia, I teach us, uh, the anointing is the supernatural power of God within you. That enables you to do what you could not do and do what you would not do had you not been anointed. Listen, I need you to get, I, I, I'm a teacher. I want you to get your pen and paper. I want you to write this stuff down. Let me say that again. The anointing is the supernatural power of God within you that allows you to do, enables you to do, I should say, what you could not do and do what you would not do had you not been anointed. Let me deal with Acts chapter 2. The scripture says on the day of Pentecost, when the when they were gathered together on one accord, the Holy Spirit descended uh, uh, upon them, It was a rushing mighty wind, and they began to speak in other tongues. They spoke in other languages. They spoke the language of the people who were gathered there. They had not learned this language. These were unlearned languages. They had not gone to school. They had not studied any books to learn these various languages. But the power of God, the anointing of God in them, gave gave them the power to do what they could not do. That's what the anointing is. That's what it does. It gives you the power. It enables you with the power, the supernatural power of God to do what you could not do and to do what you would not do. There are some things you won't do unless you are anointed. There's some things that in the natural cannot be done and some things that you would not do. It's the anointing in your life that gives you the power to do what you could not do and do what you would not do. Had you not been anointed, the sons of Issachar had an anointing on their lives to recognize the spiritual seasons that the the nation was in and they knew what to do in that season. You need to pray for the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Listen, I believe that we are in a time, we are in a season right now. When the children of God, and I'm going to talk about this, this is part one of the, of the message. I'm going to bring you part two, if the Lord's willing, on this coming Saturday. So, so make sure you get this. I believe we're in a time right now, we're in a season right now, where the children of God should thrive and not just survive. My God, I, I, I feel it right here. Listen. There are somebody who somebody said to me some months ago, I've been talking about this. Somebody said to me some months ago, I'm going to get a T-shirt made saying I survived the coronavirus. I said, no, you're saying the wrong thing. You need to put on your T-shirt. I thrived in the coronavirus pandemic because watch, watch this. We are we are supposed to be the light of the world. Persons are supposed to look toward us and see not us, but see us. But see how God is blessing us in this time and in this season. This is the time when I believe that the children of God, that the church is supposed to not dissipate but be elevated. The church, again. I, I've been talking about this, this is not a time when, when somebody said that you know, this is an attack against the church, and Satan is always attacking the church. This is not anything new. Satan always wants to, 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 to destroy the church. That's the reason why Jesus makes the statement in Matthew chapter 16. He says, the gates of Hades, the gates of death shall not prevail against it. Why? Because Jesus knew that the church would always be under attack, and Satan has various means of attacking, but this is the time when I believe, just like I'm coming to you now electronically, where the church is supposed to thrive, where we're not supposed to dissipate, we're supposed to deploy now people all over the world through all kinds of means so that people all over the world can hear the word of God, me speaking it here in, in Augusta, South Carolina, and you there in, in South uh, South Africa and, and other nations that are watching in, my God, we're in a time when the church is supposed to thrive and not just survive. And you individually, me individually, I pray this. Lord God, give me the spirit of the sons of Issachar so I can know the time and the season that we're in so I can know what I ought to do because I believe that in this time, in this season, I am supposed to thrive and not just survive. I'm going to talk more about that on Wednesday. Listen, pray that prayer. Lord, give me the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Anoint me with the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Now listen, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you, uh, uh, wait, let me give you some information here. Get, get this. The scripture says that Israel had an anointing to know, they had an anointing to know the times, the seasons, and what Israel ought to do. What the scripture is actually saying is this, that the sons of Issachar had the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Write that down. They, they had the anointing, to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. When it says that they, 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 they had an understanding of the time and what Israel ought to do, what it's actually talking about is an anointing for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I pray for, for those three every day. I said that I, I, I pray that God would give me the spirit of the sons of Issachar on a regular basis. I would say maybe every other day or whatever. But I pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding every day. I'm not exaggerating. Listen, let me explain what, they, what the difference between the three. Knowledge is information. Knowledge is, write that down, knowledge is information. Understanding is comprehension. Wisdom is application. I'm going to say it again. Knowledge is information. Understanding is comprehension. And wisdom is application. Let me go further. Knowledge is information. It is the what. It is the what of a thing. Understanding is comprehension. It is the why of a thing. The why of a thing. Wisdom is application. It is the where, the when, and the how. The sons of Issachar had an anointing to understand what season that Israel was in, what they needed to do, how they needed to do it, and 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 where it needed to be done, that was the that was the wisdom. And they had an understanding; uh, they had the comprehension of knowing why it should be done in this particular season. Again, knowledge is information. It is the what you get. Knowledge you you read. Let I me mean, you read the Bible, and you have. Uh, and all of us have done it. We've read the Bible and read the words, but not had really any any uh, uh, understanding. We knew what the scripture said. That's the what the scripture says. that's the what the scripture says is the what. But understanding is knowing why the scripture is saying it and 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 why it's saying it to you on this particular day or at this particular time in this particular season. and wisdom is being able to apply it, knowing where to apply it, knowing uh, how to apply it and knowing when to apply. All right, when to apply is important because I say this all the time. The right thing, at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Make sure you write that down. That's a word right there for somebody. Listen, the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. You can do the right thing, but do it at the wrong time, and you find out that that was the wrong thing for you to do. The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. And so again, the sons of Issachar had an anointing on their life for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, for knowledge, information, understanding, Comprehension and wisdom application. Isaiah chapter uh, 11, verse 2 is the prayer that I pray. When I say I pray for wisdom every day, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding every day, I literally pray Isaiah verse 11 and 2. It's talking about Jesus, it's uh, it's a prophetic word of Isaiah about the Messiah and what the Messiah uh, would be anointed with. I'm gonna read verses 1 and 2. Listen to this Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Verse 2, I pray it, I pray, I'm telling you. I pray it every day. Verse 1 and 2, it says, There shall come forth a rod of the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of, the, out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Listen to this. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of, lo- of the Lord. Listen. I pray this every day. I walk every day. I walk. If it's not raining, I'm walking. I, I, that's my exercise, my meditation time, my prayer time. That's my time to get with God. And I pray every single day, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And I add this, the spirit of discernment and give me the spirit of favor. I'm telling you you need to pray that God will give you the spirit of the sons of Issachar. I pray that every day. Give me the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And I add, give me the spirit of discernment and give me the spirit of favor. So so the sons of Issachar, they had this anointing to know what Israel to know what season that Israel was in and to know what they ought to do. We need to be praying for the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Listen to this. Pray for the spirit of the sons of Issachar because it is the anointing for for five things. Get this. Write this down. The anointing for five things. One, I already said it. It's the anointing to know watch this, what season you are in. It's the first thing. It's the anointing to know what season in. They had an understanding of the times. What season? That's the first thing. Praying for the spirit of the sons of Issachar, you're praying for the anointing to know what season you are in? Remember what Solomon says: "To everything there is a season." Now, watch this. We here, we are here. Uh, Pastor Gerald mentioned that it's cold there. I understand that you know you all are coming out of winter. We and, and the, the temperatures are almost the same. Uh, the, the climate, I should say, is almost the same in, um, in in South Africa, in Durban, South Africa, in particular, as it is here in Augusta. You're coming out of summer, uh, going into um, yeah, going coming out of not summer, you're coming out of winter going into your fall, we're coming out of summer going into our, our. Uh, I'm sorry, you're coming out of winter going into spring. That's what it is. Coming out of winter going into spring, we're coming out of summer going into fall. Uh, we're in a season, in fact, we, we brought in fall last Tuesday. We're in the season now where uh, about a month or so ago, our temperature was about uh, between 35 and 42 celsius we we in a fahrenheit we were in the 90s and and above 100 just about a month ago but now the season has changed we're entering into our fall season we're seeing now that the leaves are changing colors and the things that our grass doesn't grow as quickly as it as it was just about a, a month or so ago why because we understand that we're in the fall season you need to pray that god will give you the anointing to know what season you are in. Listen, I believe, this is this is my true belief, that the world is in a season, with this pandemic, the world is in a season of a reset. I believe the church is in a season of a reset. We are, watch this, re, watch this we are resetting, God is resetting, uh, the world so that we are reprioritizing. We're now seeing things that are really important. The church, I believe, is in a season of reset, where we are, we're, we're, you know, we're cutting out all the fat, all the stuff that is meaningless, all the stuff that, you know, even the stuff that we did in worship, where well, we called it worship, we called it church and everything. We're finding out now that church is more than uh, the program, if you will, That we do on Sunday morning the church is who we are as individuals and wherever we are that's where the church is that's what the word church means ecclesia the ecclesia the called out ones we don't go to church we've learned that now we don't go to church we understand we are the church and wherever we are we worship and we glorify God wherever we are we magnify him we don't need a building to declare his glory. We declare his glory when we are not in the building, but we de- do so even more so w- by the life that we live. We are, we are in ch- I believe God has, has the church in a reset mode. We're in a season of reset. We're in a season of reconsecration as well, consecration. This is the time, watch this, When we're not spending time doing all this other, we can't go to the movies, we can't go to uh, these social gatherings. This is the time for us to spend time with the Lord to hear what God is saying to us about our lives so that we can prioritize and reprioritize our life, our living, and how we live, even with one another. Listen, I want to share this with you. Um, Eric Erickson, uh, you may know him from psychology talks about eight stages of, of life development. And re- what he's really talking about was the eight stages or eight seasons of, of life. Watch this. We're t- still talking about the sons of Ischai. They had an understanding to know the, the times or the season that Israel was in. Um, uh, there are a number of different psychologists and psychiatrists who have come up with theories about the stages of life. I'm going uh, to give you one who talks about nine stages of life. The first one is infancy. The, the stage of infancy between zero and three. Uh, age three, zero and three, is the stage of vitality. These children, they just when age be, when they're able to run and crawl, they just all all energy just non, non-ending, just constantly going. Um, that's the stage of infancy. The, the, the next stage is the stage of early childhood between age three and six and six. Playfulness. They just want to play all the time. Uh, the next stage is early adolescence. In early adolescence, that's the age between six and eight, according to this particular uh, psychiatrist. It's the age of imagination. They daydream. they just imagining things. Um, the next stage is the stage of late adolescence, nine through 11. That's the stage of ingenuity. They will make stuff. They'll make ramps and all, just just do, do all, just re- very creative between nine and 11. And then the age of uh, 12 through 20 is what he calls adolescent. And he said, this is the age of passion. This is puberty and but it's not just passion biological passion it's a they, they, the children uh at this age between again 12 and 20 get a passion for the things that they want to do in life they 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 they, they, they lear- learn to love what they like what they don't like what they what they want to do they, they get a passion at that age between uh 12 and 20. and then the next stage according to this uh psychiatrist uh this this writer is adolescence uh, i'm sorry uh early childhood I'm not early early adulthood, I'm sorry, early adulthood, which is between 20 and 35. This is the enterprise uh, stage. This is when they are going, they're starting their jobs, they're also starting businesses and that kind of thing between 20 and 35. And then uh, the next stage is midlife between uh, 35 and 50. This, this is the stage of contemplation. You start thinking about what you've done What you didn't do, what you should have done, what you wish you would have done, what you still can do between 35 and 50, midlife. And then the next stage is mature adulthood between 50 and 80. And this is the age of of the stage of benevolence when you start giving back uh, to, 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 to organizations, you start giving. You've kind of established yourself, you start giving at that at this stage. And then the last stage is late adulthood, 80 and 80 plus the age of wisdom, when you're just sharing wisdom with the, the, the generation uh, generations uh, beneath you, where you're you just per- persons coming to you because they wanna know what you went through and, and how you went through it. And so again, all of these, well, I watch this, are seasons. Now, the reason why I brought all this up, because one of the saddest things in the world is to see someone who's in their adulthood or late adulthood, middle adulthood, who's in the season of middle adulthood, when they should be in that stage of, 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 of contemplation, acting like someone who's in the stage of early childhood playfulness. Um, you know, before I was, before I was saved, we, we used to go to the clubs and Go to the, uh, when I was a teenager. Go to the club. We'd be in the club and everything. And in- inevitably, every club you go to, you know, we're in there—18-year-olds and 20-year-olds, that kind of thing. But you would always see that one old man <laughs> coming in the club, wearing his brim hat and a, his his short set, of matching shoes, matching his top, and yeah. And he's 50, 60 years old, trying to hang out with 18-year-olds. That's the saddest thing in the world. If you right don't know what season that you are in. You will act out of time. Remember I said the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. You will be acting out of time. You won't know how to, how to deal with that season. You must pray for the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Listen, listen, what season is your life in right now? I'm not even talking about the stages of your life. What season are you in? A in a season of summer when everything is just green and everything is going well. Are you are you in a season right now, a fall season when everything is seeming like it's kind of breaking down? Are you in a winter season when things just seem like it's not growing? What season, for my married brothers and sisters, what season is your marriage in? Husbands and wives need to sit down and talk about this. What season, ask each other the question, what season are we in? I'm, I'm reminded, older preacher said this, uh, said this years ago, many years ago. I'll never forget it. He talked about when persons first get married. He said, you know, when you first get married, you're in that honeymoon uh, period for the first year, first two years and everything. And he said this. He said, the first year, you want to eat them up. The second year, you wish you would have, <laughs> because because watch this. The season you got to know what season your marriage is in. You got to know what season uh, your child is 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 in. To know where they are and what the question is, what season are you individually? What season is your family? In? What season is the ministry in? Is it, because watch this. Uh, the, the second thing, let me let me just give this, this. Well, let me before I go there, let me say this. Don't because this just came to me. Don't miss your season. Don't miss your season. Don't, don't ignore the season that you're in because certain things need to be done in that various in various seasons. Don't miss your season. If you're sitting with somebody, if, if somebody's there in a room with them, ask them this t- or tell them this. Don't miss your season. The second thing, the second thing that the the uh, that the sons of Iskar had in this anointing that they had, they had an anointing to know. Watch this. Seasons change. That's right. That's it. You, I, I know you already know that seasons change. You have to know that you don't make permanent decisions in a season because seasons change. Too many people make decisions that uh, in, in uh, for their life in a winter season. Not knowing, not thinking about the fact that winter, the, the old church, we used to sing sing the song, we used to have it, make the declaration, trouble don't last always. Just because you're in a winter season right now, don't think that this season is going to be, is going to last always. Seasons change. And so you don't make permanent decisions in a winter season. Don't, you, 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 you never make, I tell persons this, never make, I wrote this down, listen to this, Never make a decision under pressure or make promises when you're happy. <laughs> Let me say that again. Somebody know what I'm talking about because you've done it. I've done it, too. You never make decisions under pressure or promises when you're happy. Don't make decisions under pressure. That, that's, the, 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 scripture says, the, Satan, the scripture says Peter says that Satan is as a roaring lion. He's Why do lions roar? Lions don't roar when they eat. Lions roar to scare the prey. Because when they scare their prey, sometimes the prey runs right, when you're scared, they'll run right into the lion's grips. You never make a decision in the season under pressure. You wait until you calm down, things calm down, and then you make a decision. The other thing is you don't make promises when you're happy because you're in a happy season today, but tomorrow you can be somewhere else. Again, you got to know what season you're in, but you also got to understand that seasons change. Listen, you may be right now in a season of an open heaven. Heaven is just pouring out blessings on you. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. You need to know something. Don't look down on someone else because they're going through what they're going through and you're in that open heaven because you know what? That open heaven season can and it will change. I'm not saying God will stop blessing you, but I'm saying that God sometimes, you know, have you ever noticed that when you have money, you get money? (laughs) <laughs> but when you when you don't have any money, you can't find money anywhere. because when you have money, it's a season of an open open flow of financial blessing. That's the season. But see, that leads me to the next thing. You gotta know how to manage your season. Listen to what the scripture says about the sons of Ichar. They had an understanding to know the times, seasons, and what Israel ought to do. what they, what what is that What does that mean? They had an understanding to know what Israel ought to do in that particular season, in that particular time period. They had an understanding to know how to manage their season. Let me go back to that open heaven. The scripture says, you bring your tithe to the storehouse, God will pour, uh, open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you. Watch this. Many of us have had blessings poured out on us, but because we did not manage that season of an open heaven... We forgot that seasons changed. We didn't manage it well. And we we splurged that money and, and did things that we didn't. And then when the when that season changed, we went from, from summer to fall and fall to winter, we God was giving us the resources then to, to for us to manage, but we didn't manage it right. So when we got to the winter, then we found ourselves in lack. Listen, listen. You gotta pray that God gives you the spirit of the sons of Issachar so you'll know how to manage the season that you're in listen uh, again just like uh, we we're, we're in fall right now in our season uh, you're you're in your spring in South Africa in South Africa this is the time for sowing this this time for sowing sowing seed it, it, it would be it, it would not be good me managing the resources well for me to take seed right now and plant, uh, and plant a garden in, 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 in America right now, why? Because we're not in a season for sowing, we're in a season for harvesting. This is a time when the ground needs to replenish itself. Nothing will grow, very little will grow if I plant something out there now, why? Because I'm doing it at the wrong season. You gotta know how to manage your season. Praise God. I pray, that you, I pray that you get this. Pray that God gives you the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Again, know how to manage a season. Let me, let me deal with it from, from a perspective of relationships. Husbands and wives know this. There are certain times when you can say certain things and it will go over well, but you can say, the again, the right thing at the wrong time. you got to know how to manage. you you, know, you, you got to know how uh, you know, wisdom teaches you when to say certain things and 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 how even to say it and again knowledge gives you the the what to say understanding uh uh, helps you to comprehend why you need to say it but listen wisdom tells you when where and how it should be doing you gotta know how to manage your season that's that's number three number four watch this the, the fourth thing that the sons of Issachar had, they had an anointing as, as, as they had this anointing for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. They, they also had an anointing to know how to prepare for the next season. That's it. You gotta know, again, that's part of managing your 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 managing the season that you're in, but you gotta know how to prepare for the management for the next season. Remember I told you, seasons change, but you gotta know how to prepare. Ask God for give you to, to give you the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Jo- Joseph had it. Joseph understood that there would be seven years or seven seasons, if you will, of plenty. Yes, yeah, seven seasons of plenty. And we're, what we're going to do, we're going to manage this season well. What we're going to do is we're not going to eat up all the plenty while we get it. We're going to sto- We're going to eat some, but we're going to put up storage units. We're going to store some. We're going to store it because we understand that after this seven year season of plenty is over, there's going to be seven years of famine, seven years of lack. So what we're going to do is we're going to prepare now for the next season. I pray that right now, while we are in this season of reset consecration uh, with the pandemic and everything that right now you are preparing yourself for you're managing this season well, managing your spirit, managing your words. You gotta know how to manage your words because we we, we you speak we, what, what you speak, you draw to you. Managing your faith, managing your worship. You're managing this, but you're also preparing yourself for the next season. You're storing some things up. Some, some, some of us would have done much better financially if we would have been saving prior to coming to these shutdowns. Every, all of us. If we had known, that, that's the thing. If we had known or, watch this, if we had discernment, if we had wisdom, we would have been saving so that when this season that we're in right now, shutdowns and job closing, we wouldn't be panicking so much. I pray God gives you the spirit of the sons of Issachar and you manage, You know what season you're in, you understand that seasons change, you manage your season, but you also prepare for the next season, the scripture says, "Consider the ants." <laughs> so, Solomon says, "Consider the ants. The ants, uh, the the ants don't go to school. They don't go to college. They don't get. They don't have a Ph.D. But they have enough sense <laughs> to, when the summer is, when the summer is, they don't eat up all their food. They store some food. Why? Because they know that the season's gonna change and they need to prepare for the next season. I pray that God gives you at least ant sense. That's what I call it: the sense of an ant so that you prepare for the next season. Young people, prepare for the next season. Don't, don't spend all your money. Save some money. Invest money. Uh, um, you know, prepare for the next season of your life. You, you, you know, um, uh, an old preacher said something to me I will never forget. I, this is when we had three services at Macedonia, three services back-to-back on Sunday morning. We had 8 o'clock, what was it, 8 o'clock, uh, 10.30, and 1 o'clock services. And I was preaching. All three services, um, and I would go home, and I would be so tired. Some days, literally, I would I would be driving home, and I got to a light. A couple of couple of days, got to a, the, a, uh, the 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 robot, as you call it in South Africa, we call it the light here. We got to the robot, it was red, and I literally fell asleep at the wheel. Why? Because I was so tired. And I was sharing this with with, with an older preacher, and the older preacher said this to me. I'll never forget it. He said, "Son, the old man in you." No, he said, son, the young man in you has got to look out for the old man in you coming up later. My God, what a word. Let me say that to somebody here. The old person, the young person in you has got to look out for the old person in you coming up later. What he was telling me is you can't give it all while you're young. You got to manage the season that you're in, but you got to store some up for the next season even r- runners who run and persons who, who race they know you don't just take off when you're running a long distance race run- you don't just take off at full speed you pace yourself and you give that that, that last bit of energy you give that at the end you got to save some up you got to you got to have you got to have the sense to know that seasons change you got to know what season you're in you got to know that seasons change you got to know how to manage the season you're in but you also have to watch this you got to prepare for the next season. Prepare yourself for where God is taking you. Prepare yourself. Prepare your spirit. Prepare your mind. Again, I believe this is a time for us to prepare ourselves for the next season. After this COVID thing is over, we will will be ready for this next season that God is taking us to. And then the last thing that the sons of Issachar had, and this is the last thing, and I'm I'm going to just about be ready to let you go. The sons of Issachar had an anointing to know. Don't miss this one. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. They had an anointing to know that it was God who controlled the seasons. My God, it's God. You got to get that. You got to remember the seasons, the seasons don't just come. You, You don't you're not just you're not just floating through this life. You're not just existing in this life. God is in control of your seasons he's in control of your summertime when everything is blossoming everything is but everything is going but god is still in control my god i praise him right here in my house alone god is still in control in the midst of social injustice and social uh uh uh, 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 uh disparities in the midst of financial crisis in the midst of everything that's going on listen i know I'm not panicking, I'm not worrying, why? Because God is still in control of my season. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 107. The psalmist says that he controls the storm, he sends the storm. If God controls it and you're God's child, I was walking in the day, and I was thinking, I'm not worried about anything. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Why? Because I'm God's child. I'm God's baby. And no matter what I have to go through, I can walk. Oh, my God, I can walk through the shadow of uh, the the valley of the shadow of death and not have to worry. Why? Because my God is with me and he is controlling the season and he won't let me be taken under by the season. In fact, he raises me up. So that, watch this, the scripture says, the, the, the scripture says, uh, uh, now unto God, who, who who's able uh, to do exceedingly abundantly, uh, he says, uh, God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask and think. But it also goes on to say, my God, help me, Holy Spirit. The scripture says, uh, who, who, God who will not let you fall, who raises you up, he won't let you fall. Why? Because God is in control of your season. You got to know. In the midst of whatever season you're in, that's the reason why you don't give up on your marriage. That's the reason why you don't give up on your dreams, of your aspirations. No matter what it looks like, no matter what season you're in, in, you, you know that God is still in control of your season. If God's in control, when you're God's child, God is going to take care of you. I want you to say it right now. God is going to take care of me. I want you to declare it. I want you to proclaim it. I want you to announce that to the world, tell it to the devil. I'm not worried about the season of men. God, my father, my God, is going to take care of me in this season. Pray for the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Pray that God gives you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Pray that God gives you that anointing. And as you pray that, you will see. As you pray in faith and believe it, you will see. God is gonna endow you and do you with wisdom from on high. He's gonna give you what you need to not just get through this season, not just survive it, but to thrive in it. God bless you.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank, thank you, Dr. Fuhr. I was really, in, uh, you know, really blessed by what you shared. And, and I, I, you know, I've said it a few times even at church that we should be thriving and not just surviving. That's you it. Know? That's it. But I, I also was drawing attention to uh, the, the the point you made, your second to last point, where it says, prepare for the, for the next season of your that's, life. That's why. But you have to prepare in the current season that you're in. Yes. Yeah. You have to prepare now for the next season. Season. And I think this is the thing that, many of us fail to do. We fail to prepare for the next season because we're so caught up in the season that we're in. Yes. And sometimes if it is a negative season, uh, it's hard sometimes to prepare for something positive or something uh, better because we're so overwhelmed by the season you're in. And I think this is important
1: that we don't get overwhelmed by the season you're in. Right, right. Well, that's, you know, that's what I was talking about. David, listen, David said it. David said, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. What David was saying is there is a morning coming. (laughs) You know, I'm not, you know, I I may be in my night season right now, but there's another season coming. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to make permanent decisions in this nighttime season because morning, it's on its way. You got to know that. Seasons change.
0: I mean, I think uh, uh, Reverend Shamba shared the other week, and he says you cannot have a future without, without acknowledging the past, without Absolutely. having a past. And he yeah. says, and the past is always a guarantee that there is a future. There is a future. You know? God, I like that. There, yeah. there, there is a future. And I think the, this is something that even as a church, uh, the current eff- uh, uh, effects of the pandemic should not stop us from Absolutely. believing God, because otherwise, if we put our life on pause, and mm. I like the word you used was reset. Uh, uh, it's, it's a moment of reset, not pause. That's because it. if we try to pa- pre- press the pause button, we are not
1: going to learn what we need Absolutely. and equip ourselves for where we're going to. For the next season. That's right. We've got to keep moving. We've got to keep. Moving. keep growing. Yeah. Amen. Dr. Polo would you lead us in a word of prayer t- today yeah. for all that are listening? I want to do that. Let's pray. God, master, in the name of Jesus, we come before your presence. We thank you. We thank you for the season that we're in. Whatever season we may be in right now, we thank you for it because, one, we know you control the season. Yes. Oh, and we thank you, oh God, that you give us, we, we pray for the spirit of the sons of Issachar, that we would have the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding to know how to manage the season that we're in, how to live In this season and not just survive but to thrive I pray upon your people for the the spirit of the sons of Issachar the anointing oh God to know the season that they are in and what they ought to do in this season to prepare for the next season I just pray your anointing give them the supernatural power from on high to that enables them to do what they could not do and do what they would not do without your anointing this is my prayer God in the name of Jesus we pray Amen, amen, amen. Bless amen. the Lord. Bless, the, bless the Lord. Dr.
0: Fuller, once again, a big thank you to you. A thank big you. God bless you. Also to the Macedonia Church of Augusta, the yeah. family, my family th- in the U.S. So amen. please greet all. And for those that are listening, God bless you. Know that you are all in our prayers. We know the effects of the pandemic has been really difficult on the... Community and the society of America, and just know that you are in our prayers. Thank you're you, are our brothers and our sisters, and we pray continuously for you. There's going to be a turnaround, and we declare that that it will happen now in, in Jesus' name, name.
1: In the name of Jesus, the season will change.
0: Amen, amen. And 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 the I think the statement in the Word that says after this, after that's, that's
1: it. Yeah, and
0: after this, it's going to. You know, there's going to be a moment where there will be a turning, and there will be a moment where we will see, uh, we will see the church and we see the body of Christ emerge. And and we're praying for your country, even socially. We know all our countries are being affected right now uh, through various mediums, politically, economically. There's just upheaval all over. But we believe God is in control, and God is going to show up, and His His word. He's gonna show up
1: with his yeah. word to perform it. Amen. Amen. We believe that. And I'll go back to what you said after this. I'll even add, and it came to pass. Oh, praise God. <laughs> and the Lord. it came to pass. All of this came yeah. past. A new Amen. season's coming. And God will be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, good night. God bless you, sir. Bless you, and man. To all our listeners. Good night. God bless you. Join us tomorrow evening as Dr. Mbadi from Limpopo is going to be sharing with us. He's a real powerful man of God, very enthusiastic. And uh, so he's going to really bless us. So God bless you. Take care.